There will be drinking, there will be drinking, there will be drinking and talking about stuff. <laughs> okay, alright, and we're back. And we're and we're we're fully recording right now. You and that noise. through this one but you know what what we did think you were gonna die yeah full full prediction about me dying and you did have a moment where you literally thought you were going to die hell yeah i did but it wasn't quite so bad that we had to take you to the hospital so it's fine yeah well i actually had that thought uh on what was it sunday morning yeah, I had that thought on Sunday morning where I was like, maybe this has gotten to the point where I need to go to the hospital. Like, how do you know? You were probably vomiting more. You, you were like, and you were like pretty coherent. I don't actually know. I've never had to take anyone to the hospital for alcohol poisoning, but you seemed fine. Well, I feel like... I, I felt like I could pull you out of it. Yeah, I feel like alcohol poisoning, at least my understanding of it, like in college, is that you're passed out and you can't speak. Exactly. I was speaking. I was saying things like, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah, and I felt, I felt like I, I could nurse you back to health on my own. I, was, I felt pretty good about that. Thank you for You're that. Welcome. You did nurse me back I to did, health. Yeah, I did my best. I did yeah, my best. you did so, an amazing job. Anyway, for this nice long three-day weekend, we managed to pack in lots of partying, but also lots of work for you guys, the audience. Yeah, I'm proud of us. Fuck yes, we did. Uh, it was actually thanks to your, you know, sickness that we got a mostly chill day on Sunday. Right. Got to plow through some episodes of Lady Dynamite, which we will be discussing. Right. And, uh, and have a Santa alcohol relaxing day. It was good. We need, I needed the so detox. Easy. I'm going to do a month-long detox, I've decided. You know, except for the show. Yeah, because I just, I don't know. I feel like every episode, every week, we start out with how I got too drunk to, like, continue living. <laughs> and I feel like the, anybody who's listening to the show is probably really concerned about me. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, if, it does, if we don't, like, get it under control, we might have to have an intervention at some point. Yeah, I didn't realize when we started doing the show and we titled it There Will Be Drinking we that there was there, it was like a literal assignment to myself <laughs> for me. Oh, fuck, man. Okay, well, let's... Should we should we talk about what we did? Yeah, let's talk about what we're drinking today regardless of the fact that we need to stop drinking. But let's talk about that drink and then, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get into it. Well, this one, this drink tastes like a firework yeah that's what exactly how i would describe it it's exploding into my mouth yeah uh-huh we're titling it the bam the bam bam the boom 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 maria bamford yeah We've we've described it as sweet, upbeat, and ripe for your mental breakdown. Yes. Yeah. Maria Bamford would approve. Yeah. I, I mean well, I mean this is an ode to her drinking things that are incredibly sugary. Well, yeah, that she just has a, a, an issue eating anything that's sugary. That's like her, her main guilt yeah. pleasure. And that her when she goes out to pick on guy to get pick up guys in her 
Vaginous Miracle episode. Vaginismus. Vaginismus, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, (laughs) She drinks Diet Coke and cranberry juice and like the side of maraschino cherries. (laughs) So yeah. She doesn't, as far as I know, I don't think she drinks alcohol because of all the medication she's on. Yeah, that would be a terrible idea. So, yeah, so she's sober. Um... We, we're, bring, we're bringing this an alcoholic twist for your pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did we mention the other show that we watched for this episode? I don't want to talk about it yet. Okay, all right. Can I just leave it? Can we'll leave surprise? it as a surprise. I can't. Okay. Um, so now that we've discussed what we're drinking right now, do we want to go through the events of what made us drink this weekend? Uh, uh, it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Carla. Thanks, I'm old now. Yeah, you're very old, I would say. Yeah, you're not announcing to anything else other than this podcast. Yeah. And our 100 subscribers. 28 years. <laughs> All I have to show for myself. This is your peak moment. All I have to show for myself is a podcast that's like counting down the weeks until I die. The rest is just the denouement of your life, Caitlin. The what? I have never heard that word before. <laughs> it's like basic plot device. It's, it's the like, denouement? Yeah, that's the, de- yeah, the de- that's the like resolution after the climax of the story. I'm s- okay. No, I, I, that's, <laughs> I've just learned so much in the last two seconds. I'm happy to, I'm happy to be here for you. Man. Yes. So, yeah, we're all living the denouement after 28. Nothing else good happened. No, you've reached your peak. I mean, be honest with yourself. 28 is as good as it gets. Everyone wants to celebrate 30 because it's like a nice round number and we like things that come in 10s, but come on, guys. Really? I'm pretty excited to celebrate 30. I won't lie. It's yeah. Be yeah, because it'll be the beginning of your denouement. <laughs> yeah, you think that's my peak? Probably. Probably. No, no, it's not. I'm being, probably- I'm being an asshole. No, I think, I think you're right. Because I don't, I don't, I think I'm going to, I think my life will be very much like Maria Bamford without the serious mental illnesses. The, yeah. Where I'm like, hi, I got my tubes tied at 45. It's it's not good to still be reproductively, like. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> you can't have kids at 45. That's a mistake. That's dangerous. It's dangerous for everyone involved. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it was your birthday. Yeah. We did Bring that. Back yeah. And we went bananas. Yeah. We went to, what did we do first? We went to happy hour across the street. Happy hour started at 4 p.m. And then we also got lobster rolls. So we oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish. We got lobster rolls and this beers. Okay, so, so that was at like 2 or 3 p.m. Let's clarify. Okay, this is Friday of Memorial Day weekend. So we have... not shame it's like I'm I, I feel like I'm having you know how when you do ecstasy and like no, at I certain don't. you've never done ecstasy no. okay well I've heard <laughs> <laughs> that sometimes when you do ecstasy or MDMA um, if you like listen to songs while you're rolling on it that later on in your life if you hear those songs again then you get like a flashback this also happens with with acid I think Though I've never done acid. But I feel the face I'm making right now is that I'm having a very lucid flashback of how drunk I was this weekend. Right. I think, I, I th- okay, so Friday was my day, even though it was Caitlin's day. Right, but it was your day to get hammered. <laughs> yeah, that was my moment. Uh, we, so yeah, like we said, we started off a happy hour. We had a great time. Had yeah. Like, fancy adult snacks 
And then we went to our Korean karaoke bar. Can we talk about how fancy adult snacks are usually just cheese and meat next to each other on wood? Right. That's accurate. Right? We did have that. We had bruschetta. And then we had an artichoke. And what else did we have? Hummus plate. Yeah. Yeah, adult, you know. I I just mean that adult things tend to be they seem complicated oh, yeah. but they're not. And they never have they never have rimmed plates. Yeah. <laughs> it's cuz they trust you. Cuz they're like they're adults. They're not going to go over the edge of the plate. But you I always do. Yeah, if you just serve me olives like I probably will spill an olive. I would appreciate. Oh, and those olives are covered in oil. Okay, they don't What are they thinking giving that to us? <laughs> And then they give you, it does. (laughs) And then they give you cloth napkins, which I'm sorry are just not as good at cleaning as paper napkins. I know they're fancier. They do kind of last. They have a longer shelf life. Like I know that I can get more wipes out of a cloth napkin than I can out of a paper towel. Okay. Yeah, I see. I see the logic. It's never actually quite clean, but it's. But girlfriend, when it's 5 p.m. and you've been drinking since noon and you're shoving oiled olives and big wads of cheese in your mouth with your fingers, that cloth napkin is just not going to do you any good. It's going to fall. It's going to fall right off your lap and onto the floor, you know, and then you're out of napkins and then you're out of napkins. Like a poor meatball? Yeah. Give me, give me a paper napkin dispenser any day. Over a cloth napkin. Oh I don't know why I just thought of that song. I really like that song. Is the stupidest. On top of spaghetti. So bad, yeah, so. How that that meatball just ran out the door. <laughs> I was like, bye bye. It ghost walked out the door. <laughs> Do you remember there was like a little Richie like video on the Disney Channel on Nickelodeon that did that song and there was like a visual representation of the meatball rolling down the hill. You mean Little Richard? Yes, Little okay. Richard. I just didn't know if you meant Little Richard or Lionel Richie. I wanted to clarify. <laughs> I do not remember that. But I will. Those are two very distinct yes, but people. Yes, kind of close and you merge them together. Um, if it was the apocalypse? <laughs> I would argue that they were in the same group, but I do, I don't necessarily disagree, but I do think that they're distinct. Yeah, they are. That Lionel Richie and Little Richard are not the same. They're making different music. Yeah. They're making different music. One is very high energy and one is very low energy. You would say that Lionel Richie is not rhythm and blues? I would say he's closer to pop. I don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> I could do this forever. All right. Okay. Speaking of singing different versions of songs, yes. what did we do next? Yeah, like I said, we went to a Korean karaoke bar and I got hammered very quickly on bubbles because that's what bubbles do. Oh my god, we had three bottles of sparkling rosé between five people and, and after I, drinking I all day. Like three of us drank it, though. No, I drank, I drank a I lot. I think you drank it a lot. I think I drank it a lot. I think Jack drank it a lot. I, don't, I do not think that Liz drank that much. I don't honestly know I how... I don't know how much Matt drank. I don't honestly know how much how I survived Friday night. Well, I barely. Yeah, you, I were, you were in terrible shape. I woke up fine. It's a, it's a modern miracle. Yes. But it was great. In the heels. Yeah, apparently nailed it. Cartwheels in the heels. <laughs> it was I, 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 you, I, you could be a stunt double. You could be fucking working for the Avengers movies, pretending to be ScarJo, like, doing cartwheels and heels. I like, I Amazing. Like, I like your support. I like your belief in me. You could join <laughs> Meredith. Why did you never join the circus? That's a good question. Actually. I, I would. I You, I mean, you were just like, I feel like doing cartwheels right now. 
be damned that I'm in a formal dress and have heels on. Just be damned. Be damned that we're on a New York Street city, New York City street sidewalk and that everything is like covered in shit and uneven. Yeah, be damned. I'm going to do eight cartwheels in a row. A at that point, so it was good. I it was like a, honestly, if there were people there, I would not have been just surprised based on your performance if you had done like a full tuck over their heads. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have applauded you. I would have cried. It would have been the best birthday present you could have ever given me. Well, I think the best birthday present I gave you was rallying the next morning to help you with errands. Yeah, you that was a championship. To prepare. We were, it was like 85 degrees. It was so hot. The sun was fully out. No clouds. We woke up 9 o'clock, 9.30. We got breakfast sandwiches, we got coffee, and we walked all over town to get ready for a barbecue that we were having to celebrate your birthday again. We bought balloons and streamers and crowns and flowers, and we decorated and we cooked. And And then... Yeah, we bought barbecue stuff. Barbecue stuff. And then we drank again for the entire day. I didn't. You... I did again. I didn't drink at all. Oh, God. I didn't drink at all. I drank so much. I had a phenomenal time. So much fun. Wait, shout out to Ben and Sarah oh, for being the life of the party on Saturday. Oh my gosh, so yeah, much fun. I didn't really like best guests. No, best guests. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Liz, Matt, Ian, Johnny. Ben and Sarah stole the show. Yeah, you guys ha- hands down. You guys are Holy crap. Wait, let's retell the Sarah moment. The moment when Sarah pulled it together. But Jack and Caitlin were still rallying the troops to play beer pong and flip cup, and that that was just happening. They were they were like, now we're starting beer pong, not not three p.m. in the afternoon. No, no, after like, drinking for six hours, yeah, it like, it's now time for it's beer like pong. Nine o'clock, we're like beer pong time. Yes. Oh like, god. Oh, oh yeah, now we're doing this. Fuck. So I was like, okay, I can play beer pong. I can drink a little bit of beer. Mm hmm. Be fine. And Meanwhile, I, I was like, yeah, I'll drink three beers right now while chugging whiskey. Yes. And so we played, we only Terrible. played, you and I, well, I only played with you one round of beer pong. Yeah, I played like three rounds of but beer pong. But we then played several rounds of flip cup. Upwards of eight. And it was, it was super fun. And I, I, I got a little bit of a buzz, but I still did not get drunk because we were drinking practically like, we were drinking PBR, so it was not high alcohol content. I was far gone at that point. I was at the point where like my oh, body yeah. was no longer absorbing anything. I was just a receptacle for holding beer. Well, and that's what I was like. I, my issue was at a certain point. I was like, I can't, I just can't drink any more beer. Like it's not, I, I'm not drunk at all. Right. But I cannot just drink any more beer. This is too much beer. It's a bloat issue at that so point. At that, so at that point, Kaylin and I, in the middle of a round of ladies against men, Right. Three on each side. Right. Uh, Caitlin, Sarah, and I on the team. We right. Won, we, we won two rounds in a row. So it was going to be, or actually, it was 1 1. It was going to be the best two out of three. And you and I were like, okay, we're done. We can't. No, no more beer. I can't do this. You and I sit down, and Sarah is like, that's fine. I got you. I'm going to drink all three cups for us, and I'm going to win. And we were like, we can't let you do girl. that, girl. You were inspiring. You us. are brave. It was a beautiful, majestic unicorn, and we will be there for you. It was a, it was a, a monumental moment. It was the kind of thing where, like, it was like Rocky on the oh, steps yeah, no. with background oh, music. No. I, I, it was a beautiful like we, moment. we got up off of the bench and walked up to that table in slow motion. I don't know if we did in reality, but in my <laughs> mind, we walked to that table in slow motion, and we, we went to victory. Yeah. We flipped it yeah, to victory. We've never screamed so loud in our entire lives, I don't think. We would bananas. Yeah. I'm actually surprised our neighbors didn't, like, open the window and say, shut the fuck up. It was, we went crazy. It's because they were rooting for us. It's because they saw they that moment, and they and they were sitting on the edge of their windowsills going, come on, ladies. Yeah. No, we, you can do it. So, that was, like, our proudest moment. Fucking Disney sports movie right yeah, there. It was great. And then, and then I died immediately after. Yeah, no. And then I, I passed I was out. Like, I'm done. And I couldn't believe you drank more. 
I passed out in your bed. Yeah. yeah. So then Sunday, we mm. watching Lady Dynamite. Yes. And cheering ourselves up. For the, the beauty that is Maria For you guys. But first, before we get into that. Let's let's move on. Guys, and now for the big reveal. I know this seems like a monologue, but this is not a monologue. This is an explanation. And if you don't know the difference, then you can log out or log off or fuck off or whatever. I don't even know where we are right now. Okay, so we didn't bring we didn't come here on our own today. No. Yeah. Um, we want to explain why this whole event even occurred. Because it, we really hated it. Yeah. We've never hated anything this much. Yeah. Um, so let's just let's just get right into that voicemail. Yeah, we had our first our first guest voicemail or our first uh, fan voicemail. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Hi, hi, Murda and Kate. Could you please watch Chelsea Handler's new Netflix late night show, Chelsea, which is named after her because that's her name. Uh, even though as a team, me and Montgomery disagree on many things, we love this show and try to watch it together on late night stakeouts. Yeah, this show really helps with our detective work. Because Chelsea repeats over and over how she doesn't know anything and is stupid and asks lots of dumb questions, which pretty much describes our investigative style. This show also features our life role model and all-time hero, Pitbull. We can't wait to listen to your, your episode about Chelsea's show in our Crown Victoria while trailing murderers, or at least, at least people we think are murderers. Love. Montgomery and Clive. And Clive, yeah. Yep, that's us. Again, we hated this a lot. Which brings us to our drinking game. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we're requiring ourselves to drink every time we, uh, as it's written here, express disdain for Chelsea Handler. Because it's a lot of disdain. Because this show... You have to drink. I'm so sorry. Yeah, get on that. I mean, we've we've watched things we've disliked before, but yeah. we still have fun watching it again. Yeah, we laugh. We laugh. We make jokes. We find moments of humanity. We 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 find beauty in all things. Yep. There is nothing good about this goddamn show. Netflix, what the fuck were you oh, thinking? God. The fuck were you thinking, Netflix? <laughs> I'm like seriously angry. Okay, we have okay, to drink again. Drink yeah, again. we have to. Okay. This is like in the hopes that we curb our hatred is the drinking rule. Yeah. But no, it's going to be hard. Yeah. We're conditioning ourselves to be drinking every time we hear Chelsea at this point. Chelsea Handler. Okay, a little background to the show, right? Okay. Okay. Let's lay it down for us. Um... Chelsea Handler, comedian, right? Yeah. Known for her show on E, known for a very like particular sect of comedy where she generally talks about dating and drinking and whatever and being being single. Being single. Lady. Yeah, and that's cool. We're all things we're we, down with all of that. All things we're willing to support. Yeah. Um, and so she, you know, started her own late night show, which is kind of, it's, it's, it's near live because it records Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then airs Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on Netflix. Um, so you can like, you know, get in every day and watch a new episode, kind of like the Hulu style. Um, you know, when, when interviewed, uh, Chelsea Handler said that she's finally getting to do the exact kind of show that she's always wanted to do. You know, and uh, there aren't any commercials, and it's uh, it doesn't really have a set runtime, so they can fit in whatever they like. You know, if the panels go over, you know, it, there's all these different things going on that would make it seem like it's different than a regular late show, or that it's revolutionary, or that they, she's got something really special going on. But um, <clears throat> that is that is not the case. Well, I mean, it, let me just uh, for a moment, she did say, "I'm finally 
finally getting to do exactly the kind of show I've always longed to do. What that show is, I have no idea. You should have probably fucking fleshed out that idea, Chelsea Handler. Yeah, think before you do things. Like, there's nothing. Like, Have like, a thought. We're still fleshing out what our voice is on this show, but I feel like generally the audience knows what we're going to be serving each week is probably a little bit of love, a little bit of hate, and a little bit of drinking. Usually a lot of drinking. Those are the two rules, okay? But you do not have any fucking idea what you are making on this show, and it's driving me crazy. You know what? No, no. Yeah, you have to drink to that. You know, I'm going to excuse the fact that she's kind of like bumbling around in the dark for a concept. I'm going to excuse that. The thing I will not excuse, however, is how little she gives a shit about anything that happens. She's so irreverent and indifferent to everything on this fucking show that it's impossible to watch without feeling like you're being constantly condescended. Oh, she, yeah, she has genuinely no interest in anything. Not in herself. Not nope. in the show. No. Nope. anybody she's interviewing. No. Nope. I, I don't, does she like anyone? Does she it's, like herself? It's, what, what, is, what is she doing this for? It's like disrespectful question mark. I can't tell. And and I'm just, I mean, if you're going to have a talk show where the whole point is to like learn things, be excited that you learn something. Because I, I, I'm not sure you are. It's literally like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's cool. That's really interesting. Let's, uh, yeah, I'll think about that. Moving on. It's like, what, what it, what's that review that you read? Find get the research team in here. Let me get the research team. Research team assemble. From Large Fava, Farva, <laughs> on IMDb, gave it three out of ten stars. That's generous. All right. Here's what Large Farva has to say. Chelsea Handler is like that annoying drunk chick who hung around your group in high school. She wasn't really friends with anyone in particular, but she always had weed, and her parents were always out of town, so you put up with her obnoxious behavior. Unfortunately, high school ended, and the rest of us grew up. Somehow, Chelsea managed to retain that irritating inflection in her voice, coupled with the lipsy slur of a Santa Barbara realtor at happy hour. Yep, that's so accurate. Spot on. Large Farva. You are great. You're amazing. You spoke the words that our brain cannot, cannot as beautifully have said. Stated. Yeah. Um, I, I'll have to drink. We just went on a large rant. So yeah, I, I know. Like I took a chug, but I'll take another one. <laughs> Here's the thing that I'm weirdly going to defend about Chelsea Handler is that I do feel like she um, purports women power, which we're big on on this I show. Totally and she tries to make the li- like the childless lifestyle of women to be on par with what's considered the norm for women, which is to like be mothers and have children. And I get that message, but she's so fucking condescending about it. Oh, yeah, no, she she's like, if you have kids, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. And it's like, please don't be like that. Yeah, and I feel like the one ep- that episode in particular, you know, like she's trying to not do a monologue, but yet is still kind of doing a monologue. Sitting there talking to the audience and being like, "Why would anyone want to be a stay-at-home mother and give up working? Why would you ever want to do that?" And I'm not like I would never do that either. You don't want to have kids, and that's me. fine. It's not for me. And even if I did have kids, which is also a long shot, I would never stay at home. Um, but. Like, to condescend women who do, like, like the point of being a woman is, like, to love all women. Like, that's the yeah, point of Yeah, and she has, she has this super... She has a super weird way of like covering up what she has to say, like being like, well, I mean, you know, that's I don't know what it's like. So that's great if that's what you want to do. But I would never fucking do it because it's stupid. It's like you you're you're a walking. She just sounds like a total fucking idiot. Well, and also that she does never want to be called stupid. Oh, that hearing that repeated over and over was more than annoying. I have to chug now. I do feel like. She is put making herself sound more dumb than she really is. That's what's so irritating. Like, how are you going to combat the image of a dumb fucking woman if you pretend to be a dumb fucking woman? Yeah, that's... What, meanwhile, you're not. You're actually intelligent. Yes. That I don't fucking... I'm stupid, so I'm taking this opportunity to learn how to not be stupid. And I don't really know what's going on, and you should teach it to me, but at the end, I'm still going to pretend like I'm stupid. Yeah. Stop it. Stop that. Stop it right now. 
You know you're not stupid. You read a lot of fucking books. You have your own television show. You're very successful. You're not stupid. Enough. Enough. All right, I'm sorry. I have to finish my drink now. Um, I, we also made a note, which is just like even more, it just like really just shows where this whole thing is going, is apparently the showrunner, Bill Wolf, left after three weeks of the show. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really, ha- he's like, he was a showrunner for The View, so he doesn't really have a good record of making good shows anyway. But regardless if someone isn't there to stick it out for a little while. Yeah, after three weeks, Yeah. I just, it's a fucking disaster. It's a fucking disaster. It's not even so bad it's good. It's just an infuriating oh, yeah. disaster. I'm drinking again. Yeah, no, I just think, I just, so there's, there's one, we didn't watch it because we couldn't sit through a, lot, a whole bunch. No. We watched one with um, Gwen Stefani, mm-hmm. and then also to kind of tie that in, she goes to Japan, for God's sakes, which is like. That's so cool. That's so cool. Be excited that you get to go to Japan. And interacts with like some local Harajuku fashion celebrity. And essentially makes fun of them. Yeah. She is not into talking to them or being interested in what they're doing or why they're doing it. She, or, do you realize that she has almost no reflect of inflection in her voice? No. It's always the same tone, like a yes. Zaga song. Ugh. It is fucking the same every time. Nope. But just even the things she says to these girls, she's like, oh, well, it just seems to me like you're a group of people who are just trying to find an identity and express yourselves, and I'm into that. But, like, I don't really understand you. Yeah. It's like, how is that not yeah. offensive? Yeah, but you, yeah, that, like, that's the reason she's why you're there. She's a dick. To try and glean some understanding. Oh, she's such a dick. their lives and their lifestyles, and also to share it with your audience and educate us. Because I that's hate her the whole so much. Because that's part of your show. That's... That is what your mission statement is. She's the fucking worst. I hate her. She's the fucking worst. I hate her so... Okay, I'm drinking. And she even, like, has on, like... She has on, uh, like, an astrophysics engineer. She has on the fucking U.S. Secretary of Education to talk about schools. She has these important people on, and she could not show any interest in talking to them at all. She has She's him. almost fucking mean to him. Yeah, well, then she has him quiz her, like, I guess, probably, like, fifth grade level questions, and puts edumacate me all <gasps> That was so mocking. Again, so mocking. Saying, and it's just... I can't... You guys, skip the show. Don't even watch it. Unless you feel like being but really I mean, viscerally I mean, angry, then watch it. I feel like there are people who love Chelsea Handler. I... I know, and I want to like her because of all the things she stands for. I want to like her. I do. I just I can't. I can't. Be fun to get drunk with at a party. Sure. And she probably would have been great. And she probably doesn't do anything mean or malicious to other people. But God damn it, quit being such a dick. Yeah. And just listen. Just listen to people. And ask. And have some humility. Be empathetic. Oh, yes. I think they're on par. I think this show and Natalie Portman. And I don't really hate Natalie Portman. I'm fine with her. This is my Natalie Portman. That's what the, this is my Natalie Portman. Because I express a lot of anger with this show, but you almost seem, you, you let out a lot of anger here. And I, I didn't realize how much was in there. I was holding it in. I was holding it in on the couch. But again, Fucking you, like, damn it. Can you please tell us why? Tell us why, please. Maybe we're missing something. Maybe it's maybe this is like all one big Andy Kaufman joke that I don't understand. That would be great. That would be a lot of stuff. That would be like a lot. That is an interesting. That's interesting. Oh, God. I highly doubt it. I can't. Meredith, this. I don't want to say this is worse than being hungover on Sunday, but it's close. Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. bad. Skip it, guys. Just, Tell us what you think if you've watched it, but otherwise, please do not watch. Do not listen. Do watch not Samantha B. Do not add it to your my list. Watch do John you, Oliver. Watch any Fucking other watch The View. I don't care. any other late night show that's Just on don't watch this show. better than this one. It's the worst show Every of all time. One. 
No question. Ugh. All better. Okay, we gotta move on to something better. We gotta. Right, we gotta get out of here. Please, again. I gotta. Okay. I gotta escape this cage of rage. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. Alright. Okay. Alright, let's step back. Back into the, the light of Lady Dynamite. You're gonna walk right into this fist. And this one! Motherfucker! I'm not in the right place, am I? You just read for a 22 year old black male and nailed it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now let me tell you about the love we have for Maria Bamford's Oh. Oh my god, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Deep. We're gonna probably watch this like 30 times in a row. Oh, I'm rewatching it. It's oh, so fucking good. I started getting, I started, so I started doing, re- we watched it. I started, we didn't constantly take notes like we normally do for shows and, and um, movies. Mostly, I think, because we were, like you said, not feeling great yesterday on Sunday when I watched the majority of this. Um, but so I went back and I was doing a lot of research and god damn it it's just like a wrap it's just you it's like falling into a k-hole there's so much packed into the show just like Arrested Development like every joke is layered the timing means something the the lighting means something she breaks the fourth wall I mean just everything yeah oh god do you want to give us like a like a synopsis so, sure. Bring him in. Bring him in. Well, basically, it's just it's 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 a semi autobiographical story of Lady Bam of oh god, Lady Bamford. That's all. Lady, Lady Bamford. Lady Bamford. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. A crossover, Lady Susan. Mm-hmm. Uh, conversation. Uh, so she is. It's basically a semi autobiographical story about her 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 breaking out as a comedian in LA getting getting a lot of airtime getting bigger you know comedy shows all that to her mental breakdown and then her struggling to you know keep it together after that breakdown and and get her career back and um, it, it just like we said like it's constantly breaking the fourth wall in the show and addressing the audience it hops between those different time um, those different um, those different time time frames so it's called one is called the past which is basically when she was at the peak of her career her mental background is called Duluth or, or, or her, her her recovery stage is called Duluth which is her and her home um, her her hometown of Duluth Minnesota and her staying with her family and trying to get her shit together and then it and then basically with the present is her keeping her shit together now um and it's just it hops between those time frames it's a little bit hard to follow in the first episode or two and then after that you get real used to it and it starts to get on a more consistent story like a storytelling um device so it's a little bit easier to follow and it's just uh every single moment is just beautiful and I, I don't know how well we'll be able to get into everything we loved, but we're going to do our best. Yes, we are, my my sweet American beauty. Oh, yes. That's, <laughs> that's what our game is going to be. So her her um, agent in the past and in the present of ben, the storytelling. Ben Barbacarac? Yes. Just so, like, amazingly beautiful of a name. Yes. Um, he always addresses her as my sweet, my American beauty, my love, my my angel. So we're going to address each other as as endearing, endearing love. Yeah, and if we don't. Names. We have a drink. Yeah, as usual. Yeah. So, my love, what do you, what do you have to say for yourself? I've ranted a lot about this. Uh, my 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 darling baby face. Yes. This show made me laugh so hard. Oh my god! Yes. Like pee my pants laughing. There were things that I immediately just started stay, saying, like out loud, because I was like, oh, that's that's a line I'm gonna use in my everyday life, and I don't care if nobody else watches the show and they don't get it because it's gonna give me the well, giggles. Also, the one specific one that you're gonna take is 
kind of like you would really have to be paying attention, which we do, but uh, no one would get that as a reference to the show. Would you please tell us? Sure. Basically, I'm just going to refer. Sure, my darling bundle bear. My darling bundle bear. Uh, I'm going to start referring to Jack as, uh, just introduce him in this manner. Oh, hello. Uh, I'm, I'm Caitlin and this is Jack, my husband and very good friend. <laughs> and the reason that was, I guess it's, it's, it was one of those, like you had to be there things, but it's so funny cause she just kept, she keeps saying it like, this is, this is my husband and, and very good friend. This is, this is my lover and very good friend. This yeah, is my she, lover and very, this is my daughter and very good friend. Yeah, she says it. <laughs> Those two. Her fucking parents are so funny. Oh, my God. They're great. Oh, my God. They're hilarious. uh, Played by Ed Begley Jr. and Mary Kay Place. Just perfectly. So wonderful. Um, And they're, like, kind of... They kind of... They're they're so supportive, but have no idea what's going on in her life. And and just are like, oh, okay. They're very Um, Midwestern, yeah. I'm going to make you a sandwich. Oh, you're 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 depressed and and you need medication and you don't feel so good about your life. You might kill yourself. Well, well, have some pop, have some soda. Just just get over it. You'll be fine. So sweet. Fucking. Can we? Do, my um, <clears throat> my lovely bag of bones. Can we talk about uh not only that this show was amazing and that the writers were amazing, but the fucking cast in this show oh, june okay. diane raphael jenny slate anna gasteyer well, fucking Patton oswald fucking everybody in this show is so good well, the ladies you named at the top of the of well they're the, the, they're big parts yeah big ones yeah those she has three karen grishams in this show she yeah <laughs> do you want to go into anna gasteyer plays her karen grisham agent who replaces ben Bar Bacharach. Yeah. Uh, June Diane Raphael plays her realtor who finds her her expensive house that she can't afford. But loves. Loves and it's lovely. And then uh, Jenny Slate plays her life coach slash therapist and they are all like terrible influences for her. There was, this is kind of like an offset moment. My, um, my red hair, herring life. I don't know. I'm just coming up with things now. But um, <laughs> um, there was a part where Jenny Slate's her life coach and Jenny Clay Slate gives her a referral to go to her twin brother. Oh and I immediately go, oh my God, let it be John Ralphio. Let it be John Ralphio. And it was even better because it was Jason Manzukis. Oh, so and we were both like, yep, we'll take that. That's, that's perfect. That's the next best. And then she had, a, uh, she had two Supermans. Oh, yes. She had Dean Kane. In the show, yeah, as a love interest, and slash, slash uh, tenant, slash tenant, <laughs> my, my lover and tenant, yeah. and then she had Brandon Ruth, Ralph Ruth, Ruth yeah. yeah, who's another Superman. Oh, and he he is the highlight of my favorite episode. Yeah, go into that, my so, my my golden she, goddess of of oh, pale skinned yes. reflection. So she, <laughs> So it's uh, episode, it's fourth episode called Jack and Diane, which I mean, great John Mellencamp reference. Uh, she has, you know, she's bi- she has bipolar too, specifically. So she addresses a lot of her mental illnesses. Well, her the whole show is addressing her mental illness. The whole point of the show, and so she has, while she is essentially, she's like an introvert extrovert. You know, she she does she basically puts on all of her voices to hide who she really is. And she decides to go, she is invited by her agent Bruce to a dinner party at his house. And she decides to do a, her, what does she call it? She calls it the Diane Winterbottom Monscape voice, which is, she's a natural extrovert with an unearned sense of confidence and basically attracts Mr. Superman, Brandon, or Jack, uh, because of her sexy, distinguished voice. Even Which though, he is so into. Oh, she... I'm into it. Every time she turned it on, I was like, yeah. Yeah, he loves <laughs> that voice. Um, even though she gets... She's, like, exhausted by it. But basically <laughs> the episode... I mean, there's there's lots of, like, ridiculous things that happen because of her voice in the episode. 
All that matters is this one ends with a 30 second long fart joke that is just the most beautiful. They they cheers to being themselves around each other because she's doing this voice and she admits it's not her real voice and whatever, whatever. And they're like, cheers to being ourselves. And immediately he starts he's, farting. He's like, I, I really, I, I hope, I hope people have seen this episode before listening to this because it ruins the beautiful, joyous I'm surprise. Sorry. I'm sorry, you guys, if we ruin this for you. But he, also, like, watch it anyway it's so good it's so good the things that are and this i think is like an arrested development thing it's also a kimmy schmidt thing so things that are like mumbled in the background on this show the little jokes that happen in the interim are uh, uh, well this show i mean so mitch herowitz who created arrested development is um, one of the main producers of the show and had writing credits for every episode so the show has all of that same jokes layered into jokes, layered into jokes. And they also have all of their own, like, um, original songs is a very popular premise from yeah. the development. Um, even, like, the the instrumental music of this is very reminiscent of Arrested Development. I like to say this is Arrested Development combined with Kimmy Schmidt. Because yes. it has all of the, the mental illness and, like, chipper can-do attitude of Kimmy Schmidt combined into this like weird depressing LA life and even the way that Arrested Development I'm like a huge fan of Arrested Development Mm -hmm. the way that Arrested Development would start every scene with a shot outside of where they were like where they were at which house they were oh yeah at Maria's house it had words it said Maria's house (laughs) on like an awning and they all before they went into the house for the scene, they always showed a shot of her house, and that is totally something they do would do in Arrested Development. They would show like the model house. There were also like moments in the show that were like very The Simpsons. There were very like classic comedy things where they did oh, like yeah. weird non sequiturs to a totally different scene that were hysterical, or they would do like tangential things that were. I mean, th- this is this is comedy gold. This is layers and layers of beautiful work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I also love so in the first the first episode is a little bit hard to follow because they're jumping through the um, different time frames and they're not doing it as consistent. It's not as consistent as the rest of the episodes are the way that they show you shooting. Because she's almost like trying to find her voice in that episode. Like, oh, we're doing a show. Like, it's actually showing you putting the show together and deciding what voice they're going to have. Yeah, that was kind of weird. So it was, it was kind of hard to follow, but I kind of thought that now after watching the rest of the show in retrospect, I, I get what they were doing there. Because they had, like, Patton Oswalt, like, pulling her aside and being like, are you really going to do this on the show? So I kind of liked that aspect of it. I did, too, in retrospect. Yeah, in retrospect. This is definitely a show that needs to be binge-watched. Yeah, and then, so she, um, and then in that episode, she, I mean, there's just, like, there's so many things that happen in her real life that happen on the show. Like, in the first episode, she put a park bench outside her house hoping to foster a sense of community. It totally failed miserably in the show. But apparently it like she did this in real life and it was like a very successful and she had a great time doing it. And she was also a spokesman for Target, which comes up as like an element in this show. Oh, yeah, too. definitely a recurring element of the show. And then also she I, I haven't been able to read. I've been trying to look up for like the entire day whether the dogs in the show were her actual dogs. Because <laughs> uh, they're amazing. They are Those dogs amazing. are amazing. And so she has a storyline in this store show about her dog Blossom passing away. And that is something that also happens. And like she felt a lot of guilt that, that she was the reason. I, I cried. I know. I really cried at that episode. It was really I sweet. mean, I immediately thought of my dog dying. I, well, it was so emotional. And her... I know she's a stand-up comedian, but, like, her reaction, and it's a silly show, and everything yeah. in it is silly, and, and like, you know, you you can't take anything seriously, but some of her reactions to things that were happening were so intense. Oh, yeah. Stuff with her family, and, like, the definitely the scene with her dog was, like, like oh, my God, it hurts so bad to hear her cry. Yeah, and I think, too, because she struggles with mental illness, she she's more in touch with her feelings than a lot of comedians I think she would have to be especially comedians because they kind of sometimes do a lot to push their feelings out of the way and oh yeah like make jokes of them and not make them real so 
in this uh, yeah in this show it was, they're very much like front and center our constantly uh, in conversation my sweet yes my sweet oh just yeah as a comedian as if i can call myself a comedian our jokes are just bricks for the walls that we build around oh, us no. <laughs> my my lovely bouncing ball of energy in my lo- love cave um and then the only other thing i really feel like i need to mention was i love the use of those like the fake arms for the dogs <laughs> and, and then also like <laughs> the weird trippy representations of like her as a sheep and just like weird, yeah just really super weird and shit the voice it of works the dog, though Bert, it fucking works. Oh, the voice of her dog, Bert, is so wonderful. All the super weird shit works. Oh, They're so, so good. good. Yeah. <gasps> so. The opposite of our feelings from the other segment. Yeah. It's so, like, yes, we, there, this is something we loved so much. And you have to watch it. We hated so much. Put, put away all the time that you can to oh, watch this show. Yeah, please do it. Oh, full on recommendation. Five stars, two thumbs up, ten rating, whatever. Yes. We... It's fucking worth your time. All my sweet baby angels out there, come, come to our face. Oh, my sweet baby angels. Sweet angels. My, sweet, my sweet little beauties, men of love. <laughs> mais, mais, finally, I'm just, yeah, it's a French thing to say. Yeah, come, come mais, to you. My of entertainment and happiness. <laughs> you should watch this show. Come to our Facebook page and tell us about, to tell us about it. Oh, yeah, also come to our Facebook page. Yeah. So give us a give us a little follow follow. Yes, please. And subscribe and read. On iTunes, Stitcher, Google Plays. We are everywhere. We are we have we have perforated? Perpetrated? Yes. Permeated. Permeated into the universe. We we have we have spread our our seed and uh and, and multi- multiplied greatly. And we're watching The Bachelorette every week. Yeah, you guys. You should also you, listen to that, too. You know you, know you want that. that. Uh, so please rate, subscribe. Give give Caitlin the best birthday present you possibly can. Yeah. By becoming our friends. I mean, we're, we're, if you if you've listened this far, we're hoping you already are our friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> That's probably mostly only our friends. Hi, so. Meredith's grandma. Hello. <laughs> We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Till next week, guys. See you later. Peace out. Bye.